to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela and welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode. And we're going to be exploring ways you might be invalidating yourself. This topic really came to me thinking about being back home from vacation. So today is Monday. We got home, walked in our front door literally minutes before midnight last Thursday night after traveling since 8 a.m. Central Time, and now it was nearly midnight Eastern Time. It was a long, exhausting day traveling back to Cincinnati from Peru, even though it was an amazing vacation, and I would invite you to check out my Instagram if you want to see more about all the amazing things that we did and saw and experienced, I call it transformative. And part of what made me want to take this trip, because we could have gone anywhere, right? I purposely chose a spiritual center of the world. We visited multiple archaeological sites, multiple temples, spent two days at Machu Picchu, and I actively and very consciously on this vacation worked to get myself more physically embodied out of the stress response, more in touch with my intuition, more sensitized to the external cues around me because... I am a very busy person. I have a lot going on. I'm usually doing, you know, 10 different things. I was at a conference in Chicago right before vacation and came back Sunday night. We leave Monday morning, but I had to teach my Stressless Success Academy class. So we had it at a special time because it's usually Mondays, but I couldn't do it because I was going to be gone. But I got back late from Chicago, and then I still had to pack. And then the next morning, I had a few other deadlines I had to meet. I had to record a presentation for a conference that I was speaking at, but wouldn't be physically there <laughs> because I was going to be out of the country so that my team could fill in the blanks between my slides and host the Architects as Healers Buildings as Medicine show. So all this, right? And what I noticed is when I have a lot to do, I get really efficient because I can't overthink it, right? I have to go with my intuition. I have to keep it moving. But what kind of hit me on vacation is, yes, yes, I have this big energy. I don't want to use it because I've got 10,000 things going on and I feel pressure and I feel like I have to produce, produce, produce. 
I want to use it all the time so that I have more space and more time. Not so I can be piled on. And like I said, we got back on Thursday and I thought I was going to have this productive weekend. I technically was still on vacation on Friday, so I was checking email, doing very light working, running errands, you know, just kind of soft pedaling it. But then around two o'clock, I started to feel kind of sick. And turns out I have picked up some kind of sinus infection and have spent most of this weekend resting. And my first reaction to this is, how can I take decongestant and painkillers and make sure that I feel better because I have a lot to do? And I had to really stop myself and say, have you learned nothing? Has your intention in taking this vacation brought you nothing. You intentionally, because you have been so stressed out and feeling so out of alignment and feeling like you needed to reconnect, chose a vacation that would let you do that. And yet you're going to come home and get right back to it. And I realized that it actually was a sign. I believe I was getting a spiritual sign, but also my body saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. You've shown me a different way and we're done. We're done. Looking ahead at this week, I can see how easy it will be to get right back into that high stress pattern. And instead, instead, I am very consciously working not to invalidate myself. In so many ways, we do this, right? We put ourselves last. We feel guilty having boundaries. We feel bad saying no. Or we fear that if we relinquish a task or only take it so far, that it won't turn out okay, and our control freak tendencies kick in. And we are so afraid to let go that we work harder than we need to. We overproduce. So when I say invalidate yourself, I mean that you are not honoring your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional needs I mean that you are failing to check in with yourself, to ask if you are in alignment or not. And instead, you're in this pushing energy. What do we do about this, right? Because I'm sure you can identify with what I'm talking about. But you probably are saying, well, okay, Angela, what do I, how do I stop, right? How If you are struggling with this, I'm struggling with this, maybe there's really no answer. I think the answer is to be very clear about what it is that you bring to a situation. What no one else can do that you can do. The insight, the perspective, the talent, the connectivity 
and really put your energy there and let go of the rest. It also means being able to have a different kind of conversation with people. So think about your interactions during a workday. If you're interacting with your boss or your colleagues, it's usually about how do we take this down? What are the next steps? Or let's collaborate and you know come up with a solution. But very seldom are you taking a step back and saying, what are we really trying to do here? And is what we're engaged in right now targeting that or not? Think about how many meetings you've had where people went on and on and on, essentially restating the same thing in different ways over and over and over again. And the progress on the project moved forward like a glacier because nothing was getting decided. No action was being taken. Instead, we were just all admiring the problem. In those moments, can you be the one that calls the time out and says, let's go back to the fundamentals. What are we trying to accomplish with this project? Does this issue we're talking about satisfy that need? If not, why are we talking about it? Of the solutions we've explored, which ones are getting back to the why of the project? And if they're not, they're off the table. Are you taking a stand for not overthinking, for not overproducing? And what about your unique gifts and talents? Forbes magazine had an article recently about what they called your unfair advantage. That is exactly what I meant about what you uniquely bring to a project. If your strength is that you're a subject matter expert and people are getting derailed with things that are actually going to compromise the integrity of the goals the project had in terms of this topic, this subject matter. You need to be the one that redirects and refocuses everyone so that you're taking a stand for the thing you uniquely contribute to the project. And it is exactly the same with clients. If we take the time to discover their pain points, to go through a design thinking methodology with them, to do our homework, to get the research, to establish the goals, to have the concepts, you don't just become defaulted to the waitress mode where whenever they come up with a different idea or whenever a circumstance changes, you just say, okay, we'll work it in. Instead, you keep bringing them back to the big ideas, to the checkpoints, to the things that are there. And that becomes your unfair advantage. That becomes the way that you help bring a level of insight. So rather than being invalidated, you know, you did all this work, but we don't like it. Or 
yeah, you have this idea, but we're still iterating. Or too bad, there's a big meeting tomorrow, but we just made a whole bunch of changes. Can you make it work? Those are ways we invalidate ourselves when we say yes. On the other hand, when we bring our perspective back to the situation, or not coming from a place of being resentful or put upon, and we're certainly not ignoring our needs physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or not numbing out, stuffing down so that we can cope with more stress. We're saying, wait a minute, let's decide if this direction is really the right one. How can we explore it? And if it is the right one, what will it take to begin to look at it? What are the parts and pieces? Who has responsibility for vetting them? How can we begin to take this down logically and build a realistic timeline for it? Many times when you do this, what happens is you're shining a flashlight onto this issue. And sometimes these ideas really can't tolerate the bright light. And the holes in them start to emerge. And the argument for going in this direction starts to dissolve. And you've done it in a 15 or 20 minute conversation instead of hours and hours of rework and stress. You've put the issues on the table and you've led people through a conversation about them. And by doing that, we're much better able to see what's worth our time and what isn't. Something is worth it. We're able to rally the unique talents that we bring, but also the other members of the team, including our client and consultant partners, to say, what's the best way to solve this? What's the best approach to have in this situation? Instead of taking it all on by ourselves and trying to be the superhero saving the day when we may be rescuing someone from a proverbial burning building only to set them down in a desert with no food and water. So, you know, you're not always doing what you think you're doing when you say yes, when you kill yourself for the project heroics. The true heroics are asking the questions. The true heroics are being aligned with yourself so that you don't get caught up in other people's urgencies and other people's frenzies. And instead, you are the stillness in the storm. You are checked in. You are the one saying, wait a minute. Is there a different way to see this? A different way to frame this? And you have made honoring yourself 
part of the non-negotiable of the solution. In that way, you are not invalidating yourself, either your health and well-being or the unique talent that you bring to the project. You're not letting that get steamrollered by other actors who have kind of adopted a mob mentality or have their own issues that they're working through, their own ways they want to prove themselves, whatever it might be. You're able to disconnect from all that to get unhooked emotionally from any feelings you might have about not being seen, not being heard, not being respected, and you are being your own advocate. You are deciding what is valid for you, and you are taking a stand for that. And in that vein, I wanted to let you know that I am offering a Wellness for the Working World series of workshops with five different health experts, and it starts on August 18th. You can get in by going to my website, architectingpodcast.com. It's right there on the front page. I'm also putting a link in the show notes. You can also find it in our Facebook page, and I'll also be making posts on Instagram. But you want to get in on this because what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing from everybody is not only are we all feeling a lot of stress, but we probably weren't that great at self-care to begin with. And now that we're so busy, so stressed out, so overwhelmed, so burned out, Self-care doesn't even exist anymore. We have completely disembodied. We have completely invalidated everything. And we are living in our heads, problem to problem to problem, gripped by anxiety, worry, fear, doubt, leaping from deadline to deadline, running on adrenaline and fumes and maybe caffeine, right? So I really worked within my network to find you five experts that would help all of us to undo, clear, cancel, delete, because we know we need to do this. I have Polyolis, who is an emotional eating expert, because it's not just about eating because you're sad. We eat when we're tired, when we're pulling that late night. We don't always choose healthy things. We don't get to the root cause of how hunger is really a sign of other things in our bodies. I have Claire Oldham-West, who's a hypnotherapist, and I've worked with Claire. This is really, really cool. She helps you to remove a limiting belief or thought that's keeping you stuck, but not just take it out because it'll come back, but to replace it with something positive so that every time you go to that old pattern of seeing yourself negatively, it immediately triggers a positive, more confident response. I have Megan Mazoko who is talking to us about sleep 
and good sleep hygiene. And we all know this is something we need, how to get better quality sleep. Do you ever sleep all night, but you wake up and feel like you didn't sleep at all? Megan is going to show you why that happens. Then I have Anna Roby. Anna is a nutritionist, and she's going to talk to us about food as pharma. So we all know we need to eat healthy. But did you know that certain foods can affect you differently? And that by choosing to eat certain foods at certain times, you can supercharge your body. And finally, Megan McKillen, who is one of my yoga teachers, but is also a physical therapist, is going to talk to us about physical movement and detox because our four bodies, spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental, are all interconnected. So when we do certain kinds of movement, we can release toxins caused by stress hormones, anxiety, and other negative things, but we also can stimulate the production of healthy hormones. So I really hope you will join me. I promise you are going to get so much out of these sessions. You will also have a chance to ask each of these experts, if you're on live, your own questions and get their personal advice and insights. And if you sign up, you will also get the recording so that you have lifetime access to the replays. Or if you can't make it one week, you have an opportunity to listen to the replays. I am really doing this because I saw such a need and I'm so excited to offer this and to put this kind of curated collection of topics that together help to really elevate the work that we're doing as well as our health and well-being. So really, really hope that you will join me. Have a great week. And remember, go to architectingpodcast.com to learn more. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. Mm-hmm.